Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine, all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of Sacred Emergence Podcast, and it's Michelle Wong. I am so, so excited to introduce you to another guest to the episode today. Kendra Sayers is our lovely, lovely human being who is joining us. And uh, Kendra, I'm so thrilled that you are here. I just so love your vibe. So thank you, Michelle. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we've been chatting about having you come on and uh, I just love how you show up on on Instagram and just connecting with you on a weekly basis. It's one of my favorite things to do. So I'm excited to introduce you to the rest of the listeners. Yeah, it's been so much fun getting to know you and just your accountability partners in the school we're a part of together. And it's just, I just love you as well. Yay. Yeah. Well, I, um, I wanted to dig deeper and hear more about your story because I love the work that you're doing. And at the same time, I don't think I know enough about the work that you're doing. So I would love to hear what brought you to where you are and um, yeah, just a little bit more about your path. Yeah, definitely. So it has been a journey. Of course, we all are on our journey, but I started off really in the space of really wanting to feel good about myself, to feel confident, to have energy. And that really started off in high school when I, like I have a twin sister. And so I, I was compared to her often and she was really skinny. Like I'm skinny too, but she was like the size of my pinky. And one of the guys I was dating at the time made some remark about like, oh, why is your twin so skinny and you have this little beer belly or something like that. And it totally set me off like the the voice in my head the ego you're not good enough there's something wrong with you and that turned into an eating disorder and that just turned into basically though I'm super grateful for it because it brought me to the path of really trying to figure out what healthy meant for me and from there I went into holistic nutrition school thinking that that was the answer to my problems and everyone's problems and although the holistic nutrition does really focus on body, mind, and spirit, I found that really um, talking to my clients about nutrition, that's why they came to me and me trying to bring in some of the more holistic emotional work. They weren't really open to that because they weren't really coming to me for that. And I, I started to feel over the last recent while, I've been doing this since, oh gosh, it's been a decade. Um, that really that I could only go so far with people before they hit into a wall, which was really the emotional and spiritual work that people need to do because I truly believe that our, our health, this very small piece of it is, is nutrition and supplements and exercise. And a lot of it is very spiritual and emotional. And so that's what really led me into wanting to pursue my own spiritual and mindfulness practice. And I took a course healing, releasing toxic emotions, which was incredible and just 
learning about how different emotions can manifest into different health imbalances and how we can correct that through using the vibrational frequency of essential oils to really release those toxic emotions to manifest how we want to feel, to choose our emotions and to really raise the vibration of us, which helps the whole entire planet. And I could go down a huge tangent about that, which I'm sure, Michelle, you could (laughs) all day about the vibration of our planet. But um, yeah, that's really what's brought me here is just the pursuit of wanting to feel good and confident and enough and worthy. And it's brought me full circle to just like helping other people through that. Oh my gosh. I love what you just shared. Yeah. And like, I totally forgot you had a twin. I think you mentioned it. And I was like, Oh yeah, she had us a twin. And, um, I, I can totally feel the, like the comparison of what you were just sharing about like, that was kind of your moment, right. Of like having, wanting to fix yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's intense. I mean, we all struggle, I think in this day and age with Instagram and perfection of what we see, but yeah, the comparison when it's your twin sister, it was a big struggle and, but it taught me so much about myself and just being able to understand that like we were different people and just embracing our differences and doing some of the shadow work around comparison and that like I embody what she has too. It's just been really, I feel really blessed to have a twin and I don't really know how it feels to not be a twin, but um, yeah, my twin sister is actually coming to visit me this weekend, which is oh, so- no way. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I, um, what you were saying about um, like working with different clients and it, it seems like I hear this really often around people wanting, it's not like they wanted a quick fix or they're just not willing to dive deeper. And so I hear a lot of uh, health coaches hit the same issue of like, there's like this wall or this plateau. Um, why do you, and then you were talking about, cause you're not willing to go into the spiritual. Um, I don't know. Why do you think that is? Cause it's like, Man. it baffles me. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just a lot of our programming and just like, not being exposed to that. You know, I have a Christian background, but that is very like, and I'm really grateful for it, but that never really taught me about, you know, my mindset and my, my scarcity and my, um, my worthiness and like all the stories that I had looping around. Um, so why other people aren't open to that? I think it's just really, we haven't been taught the value in it. It's not something that our society really, widely accepted, it's considered woo-woo by a bunch of people just thinking that, you know, just a bunch of hippie slash new agey slash hogwash. (laughs) I found that it's so interesting because I, so I moved here from Alberta two years ago and that's a whole story of how everything opened up and really like got me to where I am and helped me tap into my purpose. But really cool part of the story is I don't know if anyone is familiar with the Vancouver area and the lower mainland, but oh my gosh, it's so hard to find places to live. I'm sure where you are too in Michelle, it's like a hot commodity to find rental properties and it's expensive and there's not a lot out there. So long story short, I moved here with like finding a place online. It was a drug house. It was so scary. I lasted in that place like 11 days. I've traveled here with just my, my, my six month boxer puppy, Chappie. And someone died in that house. It oh had like goodness. a woman come in and 
after the fact, like clear all these ghosts and spirits. And it was intense. I've actually never experienced that much fear in my whole entire life. And so long story short, I'm like, Hey, I got to find somewhere to live. I actually had moved there to pursue a business project with my mentor, just with the plan of being there for six months. And it turned into me just like planning to stay here forever. And so I was just really trusting that I would be able to find a place. I I feel like I'm very lucky and God's really opened up a lot of doors for me in my lifetime, which I feel so grateful for. And this just really caused me to have to lean into that trust and surrender. And so I actually, because of my dog, Chappie, I was at a coffee shop eating breakfast and he was barking at me because he's a puppy. And I'm like, okay. And these guys walked past me. They're a little bit older. And um, we started chatting because they sat down to have some breakfast there too. And they're like, oh, let's help, let us help you with your puppy. And so anyways, we got chatting and I told them like, I don't know where to live here, blah, blah, blah. And they ended up, one of them said, oh, well, actually my next door neighbor has a, a vacant suite. It's a walkout property with a view. And I don't think it's even posted. Let me see if I can hook you up with them. No way. Yeah. And I met, I met with this, with this family in this area. That's like a brand new community. It's literally situated in the forest, like, like 10 minutes away from a provincial park. And the family just completely fell in love with me and my dog. And I could not afford it at the time. I was here like doing my own, starting off my own business project on unemployment insurance. And I just held out a number in my mind, like, okay, God, if it's not $800, like I can't do it. And it was more than that. So I just told them, Hey, like, I'm not going to be able to do this. And they ended up texting me the next day saying, you know what, we'd actually love to offer you this place in exchange for your nutrition services, which I briefly mentioned. That wasn't even something that I was even about. And so, yeah, they said $800 and it turned out that I've been supporting them through their nutrition and, um, my clients slash landlord, she is very open-minded into all this spirituality. And it's been so cool working with her and just like seeing the results people can get when they're willing to tap into that deeper level. And so she's released around 70 pounds since I first moved in here. And just now I'm actually working with her kids because I have a huge passion for really supporting the next generation through some of the programming that they've been through. They have one child with some behavioral needs and that's part of what I do as my day job working with kids with special needs and yeah it's just really it's really interesting where she's so open to dive into it and her husband was a little bit more resistant to taking that deeper dive into some of the the childhood programming and the emotional work which I know that there are a ton of men that are are really open to this work and then there's others that that just aren't right because I find a lot of us females are a little bit more open-minded and when it comes to the emotions and, you know, embracing all of that. And he, to be honest, haven't, hasn't had the same results with his weight loss as she has. And so to me, that just kind of is proof that this stuff works. It's yeah. not, we have to release some of the emotions in order for our body to like function the way that it was meant to. So, yeah. And so hair is in Vancouver. So you live in Vancouver then? Yeah, basically. Okay. It's actually Maple Ridge, but. Oh same. yeah. Same area in my brain. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's really cool. How, um, like just from you being open, how everything that you were wanting just kind of landed in your lap and it unfolded so beautifully. 
Yes. Yeah, that's amazing. And to go along with that story, actually, by moving here, I ended up meeting my soulmate, my current boyfriend. He literally showed up on my doorstep because he was best friends with the original, the guy that first got me this place. He has tenants in his property too. He's the next door neighbor. And he has a couple that's my age or our age. And uh, yeah, they're basically, I, I became friends with the girl and they're like, you need to meet Jordan. And I'm like, oh yeah. And I had actually just broken off an engagement a month prior to that, just knowing that it was an alignment for me and had been really, that's part of the reason why I moved here because I knew that I needed to have some perspective on life and really figure out which direction I wanted to go. And when I ended that relationship that was no longer serving me, that's when all the doors opened. Yeah. That's the place. That's when this amazing guy showed up on my doorstep. He had this, we, we met one time and then I told him that I needed a new SCOBY. I don't know if you were into kombucha. Oh, I love kombucha. I'm yeah. About so mine went moldy when I moved here and like that crazy house I was in that also had black mold. It was like oh. the death. And he's like, oh yeah, well, my parents have scobies and they have bees. And he just shows up at my doorstep one day. He just knocks. He's like, here's the scoby for you and a little mason jar. Oh my God. That's history. Oh my God. (laughs) I, yeah, like you basically nailed it when you said like, when you let go of what wasn't serving you, like your old relationship, things just aligned and opened up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just like, that takes so much courage because a lot of people wouldn't, like they wouldn't be, because it's letting go of something, even though it might not be the right thing. I think a lot of times people hold on to what doesn't serve them because there's a fear of what's going to like that uncertainty. Um, but when we lean into it, things can happen. That's magical. Totally. Yeah. I, I do. My heart goes out so much to, to women who are in relationships where there is the control or the emotional abuse, which is something that I experienced because my the past relationship really he came from a very broken home with with abuse and that hurt people really do hurt people and so that is another part of why i have this passion to really help people with with releasing that pain and just working through that trauma so that they don't go and traumatize others and also women through really having the courage to leave something that's not in alignment and just really having the story of what's on the other side of that i feel like is kind of a testimony to where you can really go if you're open to really tapping into your soul's whispers of like, hey, this is not right for you. You deserve so much more. And taking those those scary steps forward when you're like, I have no like I didn't I didn't have a job here. I basically didn't have anywhere to live. Like I had no idea what was going to unfold. But through that, like we were really given what we need to we're given that next step when we're open, when we're in alignment, when we're surrendered. And it's just beautiful how everything falls into place. And not to make it sound like this fairy tale, because that was actually one of the hardest years of my life, just really coming home to myself again and working through the pain of that broken relationship and really like separating myself from my family's programming, because that was another thing I needed to do. I needed to have some healthy boundaries. I have a, a wonderful family, but I needed some space in order to find my own spiritual path. And I needed, it was hard. Like I went through one of the deepest depressions I ever had, but coming out on the other side of that, I found, I really found my soul's purpose. And I found so many tools and strategies 
to share with other people that are really starting their life over again. And it's all, it's just all so worth it. So. Well, can we rewind? Um, I want to hear, <laughs> I want to hear like what, if you don't mind sharing, like what were your, like what were the tools that you used when you were like, what, what was that moment of like, I need to release this relationship. And then what called, like, what was that, that, that inner, the inner guidance, if that makes sense? Mm-hmm. Like what were your so steps? I, can, yeah. Yeah, no, I can totally elaborate on that. Um, So I did know when I was in the relationship, there were so many times where I did try to leave. Uh, He was a very controlling, manipulative person, and I would just get promised all the things I needed to hear. And so I did constantly have this inner voice saying like, no, this is not right. This is not the life you want to live. You don't want to marry this person. I even remember when he proposed to me, my initial thing was like, nope, nope, don't do that. That's not for you. But then I just had this like, this feeling like I, I, I owed it to this person that I was not, I also had a lot of unworthiness from some past stuff where it's like, Oh, well, this is my only chance to, to have the life that I desire to get married and have a family and just all the, all that BS. Right. Mm -hmm. So I did know I was constantly journaling through this, like, like, Hey, I don't think this is right for me. What kind of person do I want to be with? And so really, I truly believe that I did manifest um, my boyfriend, because I kept saying, I just want a kind and gentle soul. Like mm-hmm. that's what I really never felt very safe in my last relationship. And um, my current partner is, is like the safest, most loving, gentle spirit that I've ever really ever encountered um, in the masculine form. <laughs> and he was the one that actually encouraged me to step into a mindfulness practice. And I had wanted to do that for, for years and years. And just, you know, it's, it is like, it is very daunting to sit down and and do the whole meditation thing. Like, what do I do? This is hard. The monkey mind kicks in and he just encouraged me to stick to it, um, for 10 minutes a day. And I think he encouraged me to do it for like a month straight and just to see what would, what would happen and what would change. And that truly did change my life. And I think it was bad in combination with um, he's like a huge nature guy and I am too, for sure. But I'm from Alberta. Like I did the hiking in the, you know, hikes in the summer, but didn't really have access to hiking all year round. So he would just drag me into the forest, like almost every day. And I really think that just that reset me so much. Just being in nature was therapeutic. It was like the free therapy that I needed at that time of the night at that time, the dark night of my soul in combination with that mindfulness practice that just really opened the doors for me to be open to exploring this whole new world that was kind of off limits to me from in my past, um, growing up in a, a more fearful religious. Mm. Yeah. I feel like we can, we can go in so many like good paths. Maybe we can touch upon it all in this, uh, in this episode. Um, but like, I just, I love how when you were saying when you're, your ex-boyfriend or fiance was proposing and your initial gut was like, no. And how logic kicked in. It was like, no, like, like, and so it's interesting how we so often can dismiss the internal like wisdom that comes through. Um, I'm so glad that you ended up listening anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just love how you're talking about nature 
I like, I just love like, especially right now it's summer in Seattle and, and we have like similar climates cause we're both in the West coast, um, the Pacific area and like being, spending any time I can with trees, it's such a big difference. Like it just, I feel so cleansed from an energetic, I feel so grounded. And I shared that in my previous, you know, episodes, but like any time I can spend in nature is like, yes. Yes. It's so healing. I did not, I never knew how powerful nature was until I moved here. And just, it's so, it's almost like a rainforest in this climate. And I do think that that is one of the main reasons too, why my soul called me here just because it is so healing to be in this lush environment and something that's also really important to me as a spiritual practice is, is, um, being in water. Actually the meaning of my name, it's kind of silly. It's like the weird, silly meaning of my name, Kendra is magical water baby. And I have water. And since moving here, I, I have like this beautiful glacier fed, lake that's only probably 10 minutes away from me and i just really discovered that by just taking a quick swim in the water it's like the best reset button that i've ever ever encountered and so i did a challenge so every day may i guess back in may and i felt so grounded i felt so fresh my energy my vibration was just completely different was showing up to that consistently. And it taught me a lot about just the practice of showing up for myself, even when I didn't want to, and, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone, which I think nature can teach us that a lot because nature is very unpredictable. There's bears and cougars and you just have to surrender and trust that you're going to be protected. You know, if we, I believe that I still have a very strong purpose to live on this earth. So whenever I go on my little solo nature walks, I'm like, okay, God, I think that there's more for me on this planet. So I don't think I'm going to get by a bear today. And I really have to work through the fear when I'm by myself in the forest. And so that's been a huge, like nature has really taught me some powerful lessons with just overcoming fear and just feeling safe and protected and getting out of my comfort zone. And I just, yeah, there's so much to learn from nature. Mm. Yeah, I, I actually don't walk I love that you just go and brave it in the forest. <laughs> I usually have a buddy because I'm like, I actually, I'm more not to like instill any fear, but I'm more terrified of like random men that might be lurking. So I'll have like, you know, my self-defense weapons, but um, yeah, I, I love that you're just like setting that intention before you go into the forest. Yeah, no, it's, I work through some major fear on some of those solo um, walks, definitely during the summer when like, you know, you'll walk by someone and be like, oh yeah, I just saw a bear over there. And I'm this Alberta girl, like what bears? Oh my gosh, I don't want a bear to eat my dog. And so I literally am like there doing EFT tapping, like even though I'm feeling scared, oh my gosh, I'm terrified. Just like working through the fear and just recognizing that what I'm actually afraid of is the fear of fear. Like I was able to recognize that while I was walking, what I was afraid of is like how I would, how I would feel if I encountered the bear, even though I really never have alone. And so it really is like that, that, that fear is like a lie. Like what if I encountered a, a bear and it was actually like a really beautiful interaction and, you know, we just like respected one another. What if it did not mean like death or, I don't know. It just was a really fascinating perspective on how 
oftentimes we're afraid of being afraid. Mm-hmm. That's it all. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, can, do you like, can we talk about your, um, your faith for a second? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you were saying how, and I think I, you know, we've talked a little bit outside of this recording, but, um, so you grew up Christian. Yes. And so, um, are you still Christian? Like, how was that process for you? Because I, we have a very similar path. I grew up Catholic and I no longer call myself Catholic and just my own journey. So I'm curious, what was your process of deep? Yeah, good. <laughs> good for you, Michelle. Yeah, it is. It's a lot when you grow up under a certain faith to really take your own journey. Like that does take a lot of courage and doing it myself too. Like I give you mad props for that as well, because it's honestly been the kind of this, one of the scarier things I've done to really be like, you know what, I don't know if I still resonate with being a Christian. I definitely believe in God, but there are so many things that just didn't feel like they fit and they just didn't feel right. And they didn't feel love loving and supportive. And I just felt so constricted. And so like, I never really asked why, like, why, why does the Bible say these things? Why do we have all these rules? Why are we told to suppress our sexuality? Why are we told to, I don't know, there's so much, but (laughs) I, I just finally just said, you know what, this is, I'm really confused. And actually part of that process that was, it was very painful. And I don't know if it needed to happen this way was my, my ex, the, my ex-fiance, he came from a, I guess, like an agnostic um, slash atheist family. And he used to question me and question me and literally broke me down mm. where like, I was very like, I, I never doubted my faith up until that point. And he just broke me down to my core of really like, why do I believe this? And like, how do I know that this is true? And as much as that sucked at the time, I'm grateful that it did allow me to go on my own journey and have just being like, it opened the door. Like basically he like exploded the door open, Mm. (laughs) like against my will in a sense, but it allowed me to be open enough and have my blinders taken off to be like, okay, maybe there is more, maybe I can explore this. And, and since then I've explored, you know, like I did this 40 day mantra practice where I'm like chanting to Lakshmi and I'm like, I don't know, like, I don't know if this feels good, but let's try it. I joined a, like a, a solstice circle group and a lot of the stuff we're doing felt kind of witchy and like, I don't really know about this, but I just, I'm just feeling this genuine childlike curiosity for the first time really in my life since being a kid again, just like okay, like what is the truth and what is the answer and how, how do we live this life and what is the meaning of it and who is God and, and how do I tap into my soul and, and really separate that from my ego's voice? Like I never questioned any of this before and it's definitely something that it's been hard to have those conversations with my mom most specifically. I've had a lot of fear around um, her disapproval for the majority of my life and just having a conversation with her where I was able to just, I know that I knew that she knew this, but just being able to say, mom, I'm not like, I don't actually resonate with being a Christian anymore. And I still believe in God, but I do really default to wanting to please her in that a lot of the time. Like I do 
constantly feel like, oh, guess what, mom? I'm like exploring the Bible again. And because of you, Michelle, like reading the, the, the book on Mary Magdalene and, and just like really tapping into scripture again has been really beautiful. But I have to be very careful that I'm not like, oh, my mom would be so proud of me. And it's not, this is not my mom's journey. It's not her faith. It's not her soul that needs to learn these things for, for herself. So mm, I love your clarity around that. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny how, I mean, I still have the, the, the urge to want to please my parents. Um, it's interesting. Like my mom is very Christian, but my dad is not. And so it's like, I was living in that dichotomy, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, so good that you just had just more clarity and not afraid to discover what's in truth for you. Well, I was afraid, but yeah. I it. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, I don't know if you were reading other books when you were starting to question things. Um, the first book that I read was the dance of the dissident daughter by Sumon Kid. Um, and I was with, I was in a women's circle yesterday and someone was like mentioning that to me. Like, yeah, if you want to read more, cause I was telling them about Mary Magdalene revealed that, that book, um, by Megan Watterson. And I was like, oh yeah, that was the first book I read. <laughs> That's amazing. No, I didn't, I didn't hear about that. I didn't have really a lot of people around me at that time that could really support me through the process of like all of my friends were Christian, very much just like a Christian bubble back in Alberta. So that's also why I think I moved here. Just my soul was like longing for some spiritually connected fellowship and sisterhood. And that's really what I've been able to find since moving here and just really having a lot more people that are, are open-minded and spiritually connected out here has really been really fun. And I've just gotten so much, like even from you, Michelle, like that book already, I haven't even finished it. And it's blowing my mind on just how there are so many missing pieces that we just, in our infinite human form, like we, we might not ever know and that's okay. Like it's okay not to know. And it also really riles me up about like, oh my gosh, the Bible is actually incomplete. Like people were hiding this and they were wanting to manipulate us and take away the power of women. Like that's insane. So yeah, yeah. I like fun. totally. And just even like reading how like the first few chapters of Mary's gospel was taken away and a whole chunk in between where, where Jesus was telling her like the, the secret. <laughs> No, I'm like, oh, oh what was it? <laughs> I know. It's like, and at the same time, it's perfect and beautiful because it's like the answer is already within us. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been like life changing. I've been really meditating on that today. And yeah, it's, it's just, it feels so much more right. Mm-hmm. Totally. Fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love what you were saying, how you were just exploring and doing all like solstice circle and um, just kind of exploring and having that childlike wonder again and to see what's possible out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that the moment that we lose our, our, our genuine childlike curiosity is the moment that we're not really living like play and joy and curiosity. That's just so important to have that to be okay with not knowing all the answers and just to want to experience and explore, I think to me is one of the most important things for people to really be able to step into. And 
something that I really desire to bring into my work with my clients. And I really want to do some more in-person type events where just giving adults permission to play and splash in the water and dance and just have that freedom that we don't always have to be so serious. So we don't have to make our spiritual growth and our personal growth is like serious straight face like you have to just cry and right hours like what if it could be fun what if we could just play and raise our vibration through also joy through also fun because I just heard recently that those emotions joy is actually a higher vibration than just like peace Mm. or um and I really want to help raise the vibration of our planet. So I think we need a little bit more play in our life. I love that. Can you share what, like, what does it mean for you to raise the vibe? Cause I say it a lot. Uh, and I love that you brought in the emotion of joy. Um, but like for people who are like no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. I don't think that the people that don't know what that means, they're probably not listening to this podcast. <laughs> But <laughs> I was thinking the same. No idea what that means. Then goodbye. Just joking. Um, so to me, the vibration really like we are vibration. We are made out of cells that vibrate at a frequency. Everything is a vibration. Essential oil from the plants carries a frequency. The sun carries a frequency. The water, air, everything is to me frequency and a vibration. So vibration is just short for vibe. So for me. I've really been able to recognize how like a a really tangible example for me is I, I used to be sick a lot. And actually part of my health journey was getting on some high quality supplements that did truly like change my health at the time. And just like really going through that journey, I felt for the longest time that if I didn't take my vitamins, I would literally probably die. Like I just get sick and fall over and die. And I've kind of explored just like, how does it look like to view health in a different way, like to not be so orthorexic about my food, which just means obsessing about only eating healthy food all of the time. Like, is that actually healthy? And so since really being mindful of of the thoughts I'm thinking of, the emotions that I'm, I'm feeling of clearing the toxic ones and choosing to step into the more joyful, higher vibration ones, like love and hope and peace and joy um all of that along with the mindfulness practice and getting in nature and water and drinking pure water from a spring and eating live foods all of that like i have not gotten sick since i stopped taking vitamins which i'm not saying like stop taking your vitamins it's just really cool how when we are in a higher vibrational state it not only affects our physical health like they've done tons of studies on how when you're in a high vibe state, so the frequency of your body, they can actually test that scientifically, that you, your immune system is higher and stronger in that higher frequency. So for me, yes, it's about my physical health. And it's also about really, so if I'm vibrating at a higher frequency, I in turn can really make that contagious to those around me. I, I know that there's some kind of law about like synchronizing the vibration. Like if you put a bunch of grandfather clocks in the room that are all ticking at different speeds, they'll eventually synchronize Mm -hmm. or that I heard was like metronomes. And if there's like several metronomes ticking at different levels that they'll actually sync up with the one that's going the fastest. And so for me, I just really feel like if I am doing my best to 
do the things that feel really good for me. And it might be different for you, Michelle, and you listening. It's going to be different for all of us. It really lights us up. But if I can put myself in high vibrational state, then I know that it'll, it'll affect my boyfriend, that it'll raise his vibration. It'll raise the vibration of the kids that I work with, my clients. And I think that our world really is, is needing that boost right now to, because there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of programming that really is out there that it's very purposeful to keep us in this low state of fear because we are not very powerful in that state. And when we can snap out of that and we can reset and raise our frequency through all the things that we've been talking about, we are so powerful. And that's when we're able to, to manifest and receive things from health to abundance to the relationship of your dreams. It's really limitless in that high vibe state. And I really want to pass down a very clean slate. You know, no one's perfect, but like I want to have kids. I want to have a family one day. And I'm just really passionate about doing my part to not pass down the programming and the toxic emotions and stuff to my kids, because I believe that a lot of this stuff is carried down in our DNA and that we do pass that down to our kids. And not that anyone needs to stress and strive for perfection because there's, I don't think we'll ever arrive at a perfect state of being, but I just don't want my kids to have to go through some of the pain that I've had to go through to reprogram some of this and, and the religious breaking out of that and, and financial scarcity and health issues. And even like when I had an eating disorder, my mom had an eating disorder and I, believe that that was passed down through the DNA. And I love my mom and I forgive her. It's nothing that she really knew at the time how to not give that to me, you know, but now I know, and now I know that I can, like, if I have a daughter, like she's going to love her body. She's going to feel enough. I'm going to really brainwash her to feel that way, you know, <laughs> I love like, it. I'm gonna program my kids to feel like all the, the high vibe things. So I love it. Yeah, you summed it up so well in like that very holistic wheel. So thanks for highlighting all of that. No, I love it. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like that was a lot. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, so when you work with your, your clients now, what is like, how do you work with them? Like, what are the modalities that you incorporate? Oh, man. So it is, I am stepping into this. Within this year, I have just stepped into a more holistic life coaching practice. And so what I've been doing is I call them breakthrough, um, energetic and emotional breakthrough sessions. So I really interview my clients and really find out kind of really like their lifetime of trauma and the relationships they've had with their mom and their dad and really what the core purpose of tapping into some of those toxic emotions that they've been holding on to that has been looping around and has been really writing their story for them. And so I focus on those top ones that we really need to clear. And so I have a, like a hands-on healing component where I use essential oils and apply them to certain parts within the body that correspond with that emotion um, that also has been affecting their health too. It's amazing when you find out like, oh, this person has had a lot of anger throughout their lifetime. Oh, and they also have liver issues. That's interesting. And then from there, they, we release the emotion, 
through just speaking it out with the corresponding essential oil that really flips the vibration. It vibrates at the frequency that we want them to step into and use affirmations. And I'm a huge, huge fan of um, emotional freedom technique, mm. tea tapping. Um, I find it works so well as a tool to give my clients and it's something I use on the daily. Um, if I don't know, Michelle, I don't really know if I should go into that at the time, but basically it's just like tapping on certain acupuncture points. Yeah. It really helps your, your body not loop in a state. Like you're really working through like, okay, I'm feeling fear. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to work through this, but I'm not going to stay here. And then from there, I always finish it off with an affirmation because I think it is really powerful that we choose how we feel. And I just love, yeah, using the oils and the affirmations and some guided meditation and just giving them mindfulness practices to connect into nature and just doing whatever things that light them up, just giving people permission to go and play and make jewelry and garden, whatever it is that our society is kind of like, oh no, you just need to be busy and work all the time. Like, no. Yeah, totally. None, <laughs> none of that. None of the work till you drop or whatever. No. <laughs> Crazy. I don't know how people work a 40 hour work week, nine to five, and their soul survives that. It's like, I don't get that at all. It's that linear thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, that's so beautiful. I love how you work with your, your clients and um, that you're stepping into that. Thank you. Amazing. Well, how can people learn more about you? The best way to connect with me is for sure on Instagram. I'm just Kendra.Sayers. And um, I'm sure, Michelle, you can. Yeah, I'll add that to our show, show notes. So just yep. the spelling of my name. And I'm very active on showing up on my stories. And I do a live guided meditation or a mindfulness practice every single Monday evening at 7 p.m. Pacific time here. So if anyone wants to really raise their vibes and step into being more mindful and connecting to their souls, calling and purpose that I'd love to have you guys join me on that. Amazing. Yeah, I'll definitely share that. Um, and is there anything else you want to share before we, we, I don't know how to say it before we end <laughs> our interview. <laughs> I guess just thank you for taking the time to really show up to yourself and just if you're listening to Michelle, then you're obviously very passionate about your inner leadership and growth. And the world truly does need more leaders and people that are lit up and, and really tapping into their, their true purpose. So I just want to say good job to you if you're listening. Yay. I love it. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Um, if you love this episode, please share it, tag a friend, give a little shout out on social media. You can tag both of us and we would send some love back. So have a good one. Yeah. Thanks, Michelle. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Emergence podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And thank you in advance for sharing this with others who can benefit. Until next time.